Welcome to the Risk and Repeat podcast, episode number 193. I'm Rob Wright, Security News Director, and I am here with Security News Writer Alex Kalafi. Alex, welcome. Hey, Rob. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, it is Thursday. We're just a few short days away from Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weather's changing. Uh, threat activity is changing. It seems like we're getting more cyber attacks and ransomware attacks. I guess it's that time of year. Uh, but we're going to talk about something today that is a little bit more uh, I, I lighter fare than what we've been discussing in recent podcasts. Last week, we obviously, our last episode, we discussed the Joe Sullivan verdict in the Uber cover-up case. Uh, this week, we are discussing Blue Bleed. Do mm-hmm. I have that right? <laughs> Blue bleed? Unless it's pronounced differently. Um, no, it's, well, I think they want us to pronounce it blue bleed. Yeah. <laughs> if, if there's some other like, um, pronunciation of this that I'm, I'm not aware of, but yes, blue bleed a last week, uh, a threat intelligence startup called sock radar published a blog post, um, about a misconfiguration of a, um, cloud storage instance at Microsoft that resulted in a very significant data leak, data exposure. Um, There was a back and forth between Microsoft and SOC Radar that I think was unusual. I don't think I'm I'm out of line in saying that it it wasn't a war of words, or maybe it was. I don't know. I guess we can debate that once we get into the specific language. But it was definitely not something you normally see with this stuff. And uh, it, it raises a lot of questions, I think, about how um, research is marketed and branded in the InfoSec community, what a breach is, what a data exposure is, um, uh, whether... Microsoft's response to this was a bad look. Uh, a lot of questions. So, uh, Alex, you <laughs> you wrote this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you covered it. Can yep. you give us some of the give the listeners some of the specifics of of how this sort of um, unfolded? Yeah. So, Soak Radar. This. Um... You, you say soak, I say sock, but that's okay. Sock radar. I uh, know I'll, I'll go with sock radar because I think, I I think it's based on sort of the security. Yeah, it's got to be sock. sock, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sock radar threat intelligence vendor. Uh, they published a blog post last week that was basically saying that they found six uh, cloud buckets that totaled one hundred fifty thousand companies in 123 different countries having their data exposed in some way, shape, or fashion. Mm-hmm. The largest one of those was uh, Azure Blob Storage Instance that belonged in some capacity to Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, the, Microsoft had some ownership of it. I don't know if Microsoft was the only one, but it seemed like the stuff that was in there for the most part was speculative customer data like the people who they had talked to and had some exchanges with 
Some of them presumably became actual customers, so mm -hmm. there is some actual customer data in there. Um, and then uh, this was the largest one, 65,000 entities in 111 countries included, um, with presumably the rest of that um, being spread across the five buckets called blue bleed for the huge data exposure. Although funny enough, at least one other news site who I don't remember and wouldn't name if I did use the term data breach, which didn't seem very appropriate for what this was. Mm. Um, but anyways, what was very interesting was that the next day or maybe that night, so sometime in like the 24 hours after this sort of went up, Microsoft had their own post, which was, um, Microsoft Security Response Center, which is where a lot of their security advisories come from, and a lot of their more technical security blog posts come from. Yeah, I think it was later that day, later okay. on Wednesday. Yep. But hours later, and definitely yep. not coordinated. Uh, I think we can we can doesn't, probably agree on. <laughs> doesn't seem like it. No. Yes. Yes, sir. So. Uh, Microsoft did confirm that a leak occurred. They said the leak primarily included business transaction data involving uh, interactions between uh, Microsoft and prospective customers. No uh, customer accounts or systems were compromised, but there was some personal data, such as names, email addresses, email content, company name, and phone numbers may have included mm -hmm. attached files related to business between a customer and Microsoft or an authorized Microsoft partner. Now, what's so interesting is that usually when there's a post like this from any vendor, not just Microsoft, it's like, hey, it is legit. We thank them for bringing it to our attention. Here's what you can do. Um, here's how we're providing support. And there was some of that stuff. Sure. Uh, they said they contacted the folks who had their data exposed, but they also through what I personally would call shade at uh, Sock Radar's reporting. They said that Sock Radar greatly exaggerated um, the figure of 65,000 entities, saying yep. that there was some, uh, there were a lot of repetitions. And they also criticized the, f the fact that uh, Sock Radar published uh, uh, Have I Been Pwned type tool where you can type in, in a website, like just any company domain name, yep. and it will tell you if there was data involved. So I typed in, what's the biggest company in the world? Amazon.com. Typed in Amazon.com, something popped up. And then I typed in something smaller, and it didn't pop up. Um, which, um, I don't know if there was more data than that, but it seemed like it was a very binary yes or no type tool. Yes. Um, but Microsoft criticized the fact that they didn't do any uh, verification to allow customers to Microsoft customers to check. It was just something that even I could just type in the sort of domain on and see if anything popped back. So they thought it would, they, I don't think they, they didn't use the word irresponsible, but they were kind of saying it was irresponsible for them to yeah. um, publish that. Yes, they said they said we are disappointed that Sock Radar has chosen to release publicly a quote unquote search tool that is not in the best interest of ensuring customer privacy or security, potentially exposing them to unnecessary risk. End quote. Yep. Yeah. Um 
And then we reached out to Sock Radar and we mm-hmm. were like, hey, they're kind of throwing shade at you. What do you have to say about that? Uh, obviously in journalism-y, in a journalism-y way, right? Yes. Um, but that's, that's kind of what you ask. And then, um, the, uh, um, CISO, SOC Radar, CISO and Vice President of Research, uh, NSAR, we're going to go with Sakare, apologies if there was any mispronunciation, uh, told Tech Target Editorial, that's us, that, um, they sort of disagreed with what Microsoft was saying point by point sort of saying that, sure, there were some duplicates, but some of those duplicates were people from distinct wings of, let's say, a large enterprise. Right, different um, different divisions or business units within a larger conglomerate. Yes, yeah. Basically, so, like, I obviously, gamers, so, like, there's Xbox, and then there's the Microsoft yeah. Office side of Microsoft. Right. Yes, it could be a duplicate to include both of those, but they're so different that it kind of, does feel like a different entity in a sense is yeah. i think the argument they're making right not not i think their argument was not true it was not true duplicate data yes um which obviously we have no way uh to say that's what they could dispute verify that yeah. exaggeration and then um uh Sakare also said that sock radar keeps no actual data so <laughs> it was just which, I mean, I think a list of companies is kind of some s- data in some sense, but I understand they're not holding on to any personal information, and technically it is in the name of research if we're to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yep. Um, but there were, there were sort of two personally interesting angles to this for us as we were sort of talking about it. The first was the fact that there was shade being thrown. Yes. The second was, and I, I think we both agreed on this, that sock radar was leaning a little too hard in the self-promotion on this. I understand that when vendors get research, they one of the reasons they publish it for two reasons, right? One is to sort of act as a public service, but the other one is to sort of get eyes on their product and their research and the stuff they're offering. Oh, and yeah. and I don't remember I, I should check their website now to see if it is still on there. But um, it may still be. Uh, no, it doesn't seem to be. But it was like the largest cloud leak in in years. Or oh, something. I have it in front of me. I I screen capped it. Okay, uh, so it's a big, what, what it's a it big banner, big banner at the top of the site that says "Sock Radar discovered one of the largest B two B leaks in recent years!" Exclamation point. And then in all caps, read now! Exclamation point. Which a so call a little, to action, whatever. Yeah, yes, it's a yes, it's it's a little much. It is. I I would even go as far as to say as it's a lot of much, which is kind of whiplash, considering uh, the responses from um, Sakare were very measured and like fully responded to the things we were asking, um, yep. and were like didn't feel exaggerated and sort of were there opportunity to set the record straight. Now we don't have this data in front of us and we wouldn't obviously, but so we, so we, we can't confirm how much uh, of how much accuracy is there to what anyone's saying. Right. But right. Um, it has created a very interesting back and forth where this, let's say small to medium sized issue 
maybe let's say medium issue. We'll, we'll split the difference and call it a general medium severity issue is being downplayed by Microsoft and being upplayed, it seems, by Sock Radar, calling yeah. it Blue Bleed, which yep. sort of gets frustrating for me and probably you too, because it makes it hard as someone reporting this data, not impossible, like, like we kind of figure out how to report it, but it makes it frustrating to figure out, okay, how bad is this? And how should we actually approach this? And we figure it out by the end, but we have to sift through a bunch of crap to figure out how to do it. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, this has always been a difficult part of the job is trying to figure out what there's so many attacks and breaches and data exposures of like, okay, what are we really supposed to, what is important? What is actionable? What is something that the the public should know about? What should we, you know, at search security and tech target editorial in a larger sense, devote resources to because we don't have infinite resources we obviously can't cover everything it's you know it it's a challenge with all of the cybersecurity related happenings and goings on um in this case though i you know i should note the way you described it, i think is pretty accurate because well you know they they cited have i been pwned in their blog post sock radar and, mm -hmm. and the search tool and uh, Troy Hunt of Have I Been Pwned, he he posted something or tweeted something um, last week about this and he threw up a little YouTube video and he's like, you know, he had tweeted something to the effect of, I got several questions about this, about this Microsoft breach that's being marketed as blue bleed and he recorded some thoughts on it. And he basically said, yeah, it wasn't a good look necessarily. A lot of people apparently were asking him, you know, why he hadn't covered it. And was he just shilling from Microsoft, which is hilarious. That is not what he was doing. Mm -hmm. um, guys, very busy. Um, and has a lot of breaches to cover. But so he said, you know, it wasn't necessarily a good look, uh, what happened with Microsoft and how they responded necessarily, but also didn't think it was, uh, as as big of a deal as uh, as Sock Radar was making it out to be, and I I I kind of agree. It, it, whether there's duplicate data or not really doesn't concern me. Uh, I mm -hmm. think data exposures are serious, and we should note, Alex, um, you brought up you know like how to describe it. Uh, Hunt. Described describes it as a data breach. I asked him about this on Twitter. I'm like, shouldn't it be called a data leak or a data exposure? And he said, according to his definition, a data breach occurs when information is obtained by an unauthorized party in a fashion which is not intended to be made available. Well, I, I mean, I guess you could argue that Sock Radar is the unauthorized party and they did, I mean, they found it. Did they access it? Did they obtain it? I don't know if I would say they obtained it. So I disagree with that definition and his categorization there. But regardless, it's a pretty significant exposure. It's not something that should be taken lightly by Microsoft. I don't think they took it lightly, but it seemed like they were more interested in, in throwing shade, like you said, at SOC Radar. Um, I do want to note that in addition to the response that you got from NSAR, 
about you know the comments in response to Microsoft's blog post. They put up a follow-up blog post the next day, I think it was on Thursday, where they responded to Microsoft's post. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, they had the headline on this one was details on the largest B2B leak, blue bleed. So it seemed like they did not shy away from playing it up. Uh, in mm-hmm. fact, they leaned into it. And I, they, they were pretty combative in this blog post. Um, they pushed back on the duplicate data uh, claim from Microsoft. They said that, um, I'll read this. I thought this was a very interesting quote. Therefore, we are uh, on the, um, the search tool. They pushed back on that as well. I think they did end up making one sort of small tweak. But they said, we do not see any unnecessary risk that endangers customer privacy and security. To be more precise, what poses a greater threat is maintaining sensitive data of organizations in a public bucket, end quote. So shots fired there. Um, and, you know, they, there's a quite a bit in that uh, updated blog post or follow-up blog post about their uh, uh, their claims and pushing back on what Microsoft had criticized them for. Uh, you guys out there can read it. Uh, I'm not going to go through it line by line, but it's pretty combative, I think. Um, so, can okay. So, yeah. there's something I want to talk about specifically yes. about the marketing thing and yeah. the data breach versus data leak thing. So, um, everyone by this point knows the whistleblower sort of rules that when you're a whistleblower doing accessing data and, um, you using data in an authorized unauthorized sense is legal and protected, um, when it's sort of in a whistleblower context, like trying to bring justice to a company that's acting illegally or sure yada 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 and similarly i do think that the discussion of breach versus leak is interesting because like as journalists right there's a certain um ability we have that's like not that's slightly more than the average bear and the same way that researchers have slightly more ability than the average bear to do things that would be unauthorized, but are in, or that would be unauthorized for, let's say a normal person with no skin in the game for informing the public, but would be, um, and are allowed under the guise of sort of informing the public and sort of making things better. Now, if you're a, if you're a journalist in a lot of cases, it's similar to the whistleblower thing, but if you're a vendor who has like a research division, which I, I'm presuming sock radar has, then you, there's a, it's like bug bounty researchers too. You sort of hunt for bugs. You hunt for vulnerabilities. You, you hunt for uh, it's, it's crowdsourced research to make the internet better, blah, blah, blah. And that is how I would normally treat this sort of data leak thing that is happening with Microsoft. And I think I still treat it this way because I, I still have the benefit of the doubt that um, they're operating in a research context. Now, mm-hmm. I get annoyed and frustrated and start to waver on that point 
when they're marketing it as aggressively and cheesily as they have been up until this point. Um, because now they're not really necessarily painting this in the most helpful light at all times because they're yeah. sort of playing it up unless there is new information we don't have, which I feel like we would have given the context. Probably. And it's been a week. I mean, yep. Or more and than further, um, for their tool, they clearly accessed this data and obtained some shred of it, even if it's the list of domain names. Yeah. yeah. So I think I'm still barely on the side of this counting as research and being fair game, but I don't think it's invalid to have this discussion and debate. Right. No, I, I, I think it's... Yeah, and one thing that's that's also worth noting, like you said, they said that they were going to have additional, um, uh, I, I guess, research posts about uh, other exposures. Mm -hmm. um, and so far, we, you know, again, it's only been a little over a week, eight days since this first post came out about Blue Bleed, but I haven't seen anything. Um, mm -mm. I said, we will publish our analysis for other buckets owned by different organizations as we complete our investigation on them. So they're not even done with the investigations of these other buckets. I mean, I wonder if Microsoft's response and criticism has given them pause on that and made them rethink, you know, number one, how they went about this and number two, how they're going to present it and market it. And, and hype it because it does feel like you said, it does feel like they have hyped. It. I mean, I don't remember a breach or a data exposure getting like a, like a name, like a, like a marketing name, you know, I mean, we overuse them for vulnerabilities all the time, but it's like, I, I know that we, we do that sometimes to a fault, but you know, for, for I, well, I can't tell you how many, in that case it, it is it's, it's helpful with, yeah oh yeah yep I, it it drives me crazy when people refer, refer to like log4j is like the security issue log4j is the software log4shell is the is the vulnerability um and same with some of the other more complex ones like heartbleed or other ones like it's just it's just an easier way to sort of uh, track some of these major vulnerabilities, meltdown, Spectre, et cetera, et cetera, um, then like a, a full sentence regurgitation of what you're talking about or a CVE or whatever. That said, I mean, this is a data exposure and I don't think it needs like a marketing term. And no, it, it's, you know, I, I get it. There's a lot of startups out there. There's a lot of companies that do this sort of thing where they scan for open resources and misconfigurations. But, you know, as an example, like UpGuard made a name for itself years ago when it first started scanning um, cloud resources, storage buckets, um, trying to make sure that uh, stuff wasn't just open to the public. And they just, I mean, it was just a sort of a simple, like, you know, you're doing simple Shodan searches and things like that a lot of times to figure out like if there's, of publicly available resources, but like they didn't, I, I have to go back and read every single 
UpGuard post about this to, to verify it, but I don't remember them uh, going about this in a way where like they were labeling certain things as like, you know, with, with marketing terms or, or slapping like clever names on them uh, or making sort of bombastic statements about, you know, the, the scale of, of some of the exposures that they found. I certainly don't remember them having like a, a search tool or some type of like uh, user facing um, utility where people could go in and see like who, who got exposed. I mean, I know there were cases where like UpGuard found, I don't know, Department of Defense or everything from like the DOD to like, I think World Wrestling uh, Entertainment was one of them too. Verizon, I think might've been another. I have to go back and check, but I certainly don't remember them going about it that way. Um, so what SOC Radar did here is, I mean, it stands in contrast to that. So, and I, so I don't think it's a, a you know, a, I don't think they're above criticism here. I think there are some fair questions about how they went about this and really like lessons for other startups and organizations out there in InfoSec, just because like it does, like you said, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth sometimes. And you also kind of wonder uh, as a journalist, like, all right, is this really important? It's it, like, how do I prioritize this? And how do I categorize this? And where does this rank and all the other stuff that's going on here? And is this getting a little bit too pumped up because there's so much noise out there and they want to get it in front of the press? So, um, yeah, it makes, I mean, we're not t- just talking about this because it makes our jobs more difficult at times. I mean, we're talking about this because I think it, it is an important part of the infosec industry and, and, and landscape out there. The way these things are, the way vendors obtain information, whether it's about a vulnerability, an attack, a breach, and the way that they present it and use it to their advantage um, for branding, for marketing, uh, that sort of thing. So Yeah, and, and I think for the main reason we're here is is like not just because it's Microsoft, but also because vendors throwing shade at vendors and security advisories yes. is fundamentally a fascinating topic for yes. a podcast. No, it, it is. And and there's been no updates since then. So, uh, you know, hopefully, as I'll just say as much as we find it interesting and like to cover this type of stuff, cover a little drama, uh, it's, it's interesting um it's i'm glad that well if cooler heads have prevailed i'm glad that they have uh, i don't mm-hmm. know that hopefully i mean first for all we know they could be gearing up for another round of uh bombs to lob at one another who knows um but yeah it it's just it's not it's not a good thing in the in the long run uh, in the grand scheme of things, when companies are sniping like this, uh, mm-hmm. so, but yeah, I, I mean, we'll see what happens with the additional findings from SOC Radar about the other organizations that apparently had misconfigurations and breaches or data exposures. Sure. Could be interesting if there's a if there's a difference in how they present that information and the way they describe it. I think that'll probably be informative so yeah 
Uh, well said. Well, Alex, if there mm-hmm. are, are if there's no other questions or 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 thoughts on this one, I no. guess we'll we'll wait till the next post comes out. Um, maybe it'll be red bleed, green bleed. I don't know something. Um, why is it blue bleed? By the way, actually, before we wrap, why did they say blue? Like what? I'm I'm not. Um, I don't my really guess. Understand. So they could have said, my guess is Azure is like, isn't Azure kind of a blue? Oh, duh. What is wrong with me? <laughs> Nothing. What uh, is wrong with Names me? are awful. <laughs> names for everything are awful all the oh, time. <laughs> maybe I'll scratch. Maybe I'll scratch that from the, the final recording. Sure. Whatever you want. <laughs> no, I'll leave it in. Leave it in. Leave it in. Nice. Um, yeah. As we close, though. We'll probably talk about this next time we do an episode, but anyone who listens to this, go to searchsecurity.techtarget.com. Is that still, that's still our techtarget.com slash search security. You, you reversed Excuse it. Me. You reversed it. But yes, huh? you got it right the second time. Yes. Techtarget.com slash search security. I just put up an article that uh, has been in, in the works for, for two months about Hacker One had like, uh, maybe eight to ten researchers I talked to about um, Hacker One's mediation specifically, as well as their triage and their communications practices. Got a lot of good uh, factoids from Hacker One that I believe are not publicly out there yet, other than this article. Yeah, you so, did. So um, read it. It's about twenty five hundred words of of um, bug bounty critique. Yeah. Some some very honest uh, and forthcoming feedback on on the platform and what at least for researchers is sure. not working for them. Um, so yeah, I like like you said, Alex. I encourage everybody to read that one and check it out. It's a great article. We uh, plan to discuss it on a future episode at some point. Um, sure. and just sort of what's going on with bug bounties in general, because it seems like there is a lot of uh, frustration and, and sort of growing pains with the the way uh, that part of the market is evolving and how many vendors are getting into it and maybe getting a little ahead of themselves over their skis with some of these um, bug bounty programs. So, uh, yeah, we'll, di- we'll discuss it on a probably the next episode so yeah unless uh unless something, something else crazy right, happens no, yeah, <laughs> unless then, another high level executive goes uh, you know to jail or gets convicted of a, a felony or yeah there's a major cyber attack whatever yeah the next non-crazy week we will probably talk yes. about this yeah yes well thank you alex for discussing the sock radar microsoft blue bleed drama with me i appreciate the time Thank you, Rob. And thank you to the readers and listeners of Search Security and Tech Target Editorial. I'm Rob Wright, and we will see you next time.